you're a physicist and you are going to Yale, Harvard, you name it, because you have a new proposal within the scientific community, particularly within quantum physics, that you want to propose. And what normally happens is you go to Oxford University, to Harvard, to Yale, you name it. You go and present your dissertation or your academic thesis to a handful of other professors. And if it is accepted and it is indexed and it is widely, you know, known to be something that may in fact make sense, it then becomes something new and becomes part of some type of educational curriculum or becomes a course that you could teach as a professor. Now, I may be wrong. I don't know the specifics, but the point here is this. You go to Harvard, let's just say, and you have an idea on how physics works and you think you've broken the whole zero point energy anti-gravity, you know, mystery as to how we can formulate this. And you go and you're about to walk into the auditorium where you're about to provide your academic thesis and your presentation, right? You're not going to cover the specifics, but you're going to give the professors an idea of what you're presenting. And keep in mind, you're a highly respected physicist, not on the public end because you're kind of known to veer off of the mainstream media sort of ideological uh, threads, if you will. And you end up becoming a physicist that sort of thinks outside of the box and you're trying to figure out how these UFOs work, right? You're about to enter the door. You're about to enter the room, excuse me. You open the door and nobody's there. And then a handful of other professors walk out and say, oh, well, sorry, sir or ma'am, we're going to check out your academic thesis or your uh, dissertation on our own. And in your mind, you're going, never in my life within the STEM community, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, have I ever been turned away from something that I came up with or proposed. All right. And what ends up happening is you then find out later through the grapevine, because, you know, you know, other scientists within the community community and all that, that your thesis and your proposal was turned down immediately. And your documents with that contained your proposal were then sent to California, where a secret meeting was held at someone's nephew's basement. I kid you not. And they decided to not go ahead with your concept of what you were trying to propose and therefore discover and connect. Why? Not because you got it wrong but because you got it right. Your documents were taken to California because there was a small group of people that had to say, no, 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 no. This physicist is onto something and they figured out the answer to zero point technology. This cannot get out. Now, before I do that, I do want to give a shout out to Hokey Girl 77 I promise I will be getting to many more of you over the coming days. But I'd also like to say too that we do have a Patreon. We discuss a ton of things that I cannot talk about publicly. We elaborate on stuff that I sadly cannot say publicly without very seriously or very strongly getting removed and also it's a much easier way to engage we do one-on-one zoom calls all that kind of stuff we have a ton of stuff on patreon that i'm sure you'll love if you check it out now let's get into it room 64a1 now here's the thing about room 641a sorry not a1 641a there's a lot that goes on here with regards to the Ashter High Command, with regards to the psychological warfare programming and aspect of it all. But the reason why I bring up this example in the beginning is because this is how close certain things come to going public until they are shut down. And this has to do, by the way, with a gentleman who I've mentioned before who I respect very much, Eric Weinstein's disc theory, right? Distributive idea suppression complex. And I very, I would urge you guys to check out what he recently said on Joe Rogan. As a matter of fact, I took some of my metaphorical examples 
example from what actually happened to Mr. Weinstein. He was close to coming up with a conclusion within geometric unity respectively to the way in which science and the universe itself works because again, no scientist on a public level has been able to discover or answer the quote-unquote theory of everything, right? He was turned down. He was literally turned down not because his idea was bad but because it went against the narrative and the status quo. Now, we first need to understand what intradimensional means. So, according to Wiktionary or Wikipedia, you name it, an extra-dimensional being or intradimensional is a type of hypothetical entity in a dimension beyond our own. Such beings are common in science fiction, fantasy, and supernatural fiction. Now, why do I bring that up? Don't listen to that last part, the whole fantasy thing. Let's take a look at alientattletale.com and excuse me if I'm going a little bit fast, there is a lot to cover here, guys. So, here we take a look. The concept is that only one major universe exists, complete with seven surrounding universes. Each sub-universe contains billions of other universes. This does not conflict with the writings of the Holy Bible. Jesus Christ was only one voice in the billions of universes, end quote. Now, you might be saying, you know, Dave, why do you bring this up? For those that have just discovered this channel, this is not a religious channel by any stretch of the imagination. We will be relating this to a handful of other scriptures, like, you know, the Hindu scriptures, the Quran, and you name it. But the point is this, the concept that the overall ether around us is something that is an empty void of space or something that we call dark matter is not actually the case because if we take a look here at exploringenergyevolution.blogspot.com and I quote space is not a vacuum instead it is filled with a rolling sea of particles and antimatter particles that are created and then destroy themselves in a blink of an eye this quantum effect can be harnessed via the dynamic cashmere effect now here's the interesting thing I want to point out Lenner L-E-N-R which stands for low energy nuclear reaction now this was applied by NASA to an aircraft that seemed to have suddenly gone classified because some revelation was randomly made. Because if we click on the link here, what it's going to do is take us to the NASA Langley Research Center, Langley, Virginia. Do you know what else is in Langley? The CIA. But that's not even a big connection. That's just a very common sense one. But if we click on the link, you know what's going to happen? 404 error not found to a NASA.gov website. All right. This is thanks to many different websites that are that are not mainstream media and also the Wayback Machine and all that digitally as well, too. Now, here's the interesting thing. Let's take a look at padrack.com. According to Akimov, torsion fields coupled with the standard electric, magnetic, and gravity fields should provide means for a unified field theory that will extend the realm of science to include the effects of consciousness. The effect of dowsing, for example, can now have a scientific basis for explanation of the phenomenon. End quote. Now, when we say the phenomenon, we're talking about UFOs. Here's what's also very interesting as well. A couple of issues ago, NEN began advertising gravity wave tapes and a multi-channel gravity wave detector. All right, end quote. Now, these were Russian scientists. Now, I'm not trying to defend Russia politically or anything like this, but let's be honest here. The Russians generally do what they want to do. The Western mainstream media and the European mainstream media tends to work in correspondence with each other through the filtration of the CIA, the Mossad, and uh, the UK's MI6 in order to cover up some of these findings because this torsion field theory is, as a matter of fact, is in fact relative to that of the Ashtar Command and the revelation of the example that I gave earlier. So let's take a look here very quickly at chenyer.org. Seriously flawed path of classical electrodynamics. 
dynamics. Now, I'm not a physicist or a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but what this diagram explains here, guys, is that on purpose, there has been disinformation that has been spread to the rest of the public domain of society into making people think who learn, who are literally paying to learn intuition, with, um, you know, not intuition, with school tuition or college tuition, not just in, in the United States or in the West, but all around the world. And they're learning false things because if the classical electrodynamic diagram was in fact appropriate and suited to that of what the ether or dark matter actually is, we could actually be harnessing zero point energy right now, but they don't want that to happen. Now, here's where it's going to get really interesting. There is a, a, a sort of galactic federation called the Ashtar Command. Now, let's take a look. According to UniversalLifeForce.Space, the Ashtar Command, also known as the Galactic Command and the Solar Cross Fleet, is comprised of personnel representing many dimensions, civilizations, and points of cosmic origin. We have thousands of Earth-based and Earth-born representatives here as volunteers to assist with the planetary ascension. We have commanders, walk-ins, and embodied rays of some of the commanders who function often from oversoul levels. Our major characteristics are joyous, service, serenity, radiance, and above all else, goodwill and love. Now, the important thing, too, is that aside from all of the, you know, the positivity and the kumbaya, which is nice, what we'll see here is that some are curious observers uh, regarding extraterrestrial civilizations belonging to the Ashtar Command. Some are curious observers. Some are genetic scientists gathering data. Some si are scientific survey teams and others of various degrees of non-ascended involvement. Any being that brings in energies of fear, foreboding, depression, or coercion is not aligned with the Ashtar Command. Now, end quote, I bring this up because the torsion field theory, which is relative to my metaphorical example from the beginning of this episode, has to do with the correlation of consciousness. And if the torsion field theory were to be completed to its fullest extent without any type of suppression, without, you know, the whole DISC concept, the distributive idea suppression concept, or uh, suppression complex, excuse me, we would find that we would in fact be able to harness a lot of this energy and ether all around us, but that's not even the best point. The main point of this episode is, again, room 641A. Let's take a look. According to Wikipedia, Room 641A is a telecommunication interception facility operated by AT&T for the U.S. National Security Agency, or the NSA, as part of its warrantous uh, sorry, warrantless surveillance program as authorized by the Patriot Act. The facility commenced operation in 2003 and its purpose was publicly revealed in 2006. Don't believe that part. The room measures about 24 by 48 feet and contains several racks of equipment, including a Norris STA 6400 and is, it is fed by fiber optic lines from beam splitters installed in fiber optic trunks carrying internet backbone traffic. Now, in the analysis of J. Scott Marcus, keep that name in mind guys, please, a former CT for GTE and a former advisor to the Federal Communication Commission, it has access to all internet traffic that passes through the building and therefore the capability to enable surveillance and analysis of internet content on a massive scale and purely domestic and overseas is is catastrophic well basically very vast and large end quote so this is basically a room that was revealed through edward snowden leaks and things like that that basically collects all data and is considered a black room for the cia that uses you know verizon at&t to spy on us our emails our facebook posts our texts you name it right that's not even the biggest part here. What these rooms are really used for is they are energetically perpendicular to that of many energetic points that the Ashtar Command seems to want to keep in place in order to protect Earth. And this also has to do with more and more zones of silence spiking up. And you might be saying, okay, Dave, why do you bring this up? Well, 
let's take a look here very very quickly the scp084 now i might be jumping all over the place but here's the thing that i want to mention too the SCP-084 uses these torsion fields, which in theory have been patented, but are also considered pseudoscientific within the public domain of the academic community. But these torsion fields are also used in these 641A rooms as well. Now, hold on a second. What is SCP-084? SCP, as mentioned in the title, stands for Special Containment Procedures. All right, you'll never find what these towers are actually used for. So let's take a look here. Contained with a perimeter, SCP-084 is a tower which can't be experimented on because it emits an unknown radio wave that distorts reality slash time. It has a 100 meter radius sphere. The main effect causes SCP-084 to randomly teleport within the area at random intervals. Internally, it has an infinite amount of space. End quote. Now, this is the same technology that we discussed, guys, on Patreon about how there are certain ships that are larger on the inside but bigger on the outside. This is the human's formation of allowing the Ashtar Command to set up energetic points, but it disrupts us on this uh, on this dimension within this planet on the surface because we will see that more and more unexplained anomalistic zones of silence keep occurring. Now, you might be saying, Dave, why do you mention? Why do you keep in uh, keep in mind the name J. Scott Marcus? Well. J. Scott Marcus was also seen on the United States Capitol Manifesto allegedly showing dead alien bodies to partly power, allegedly, some of the ability of what occurs within the Capitol in an energetic sense. And you might be saying, Dave, okay, what proof do you have of this? Well, let's take a look at the blackvault.com and we can take a look at, you know, phantomsandmonsters.com or housandwise.com. Let's go with housandwise. Former U.S. Secretary of State showed his cousin four aliens in jar under Capitol building. Now, the whole thing about that is this. This, was ha this occurred in the 30s, right? But J. Scott Marcus is not his real name. J. Scott Marcus was indirectly, uh, sorry, my, my apologies, was directly uh, a descendant of William Jones, as well as Reverend Turner Hamilton Holt. Do you know who these people are? Hamilton Holt was the U.S. Secretary of State all those, day, all those time, uh, years ago, excuse me. On top of all that, too, William Jones was the one who Hamilton Holt showed these alien bodies too, because William Jones had started MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, right? The, uh, from my understanding, one of the original founders of a particular faction of, of the group within the United States. And allegedly, these four alien bodies emitted a frequency that the SCP also emits as well too. Hopefully I pronounced, yeah, the SCP-084 emits as well too, from their organs, even though they were dead, which only subscribes to the torsion field theory of the interception of the Ashtar Command using these different satellites or towers as breakage points for not allowing other beings to come in. Now, one of the big things about all of this too, if we take a look here, is that we're gonna find a handful of different, I guess we could say offerings are occurring by the, hashed, by the Ashtar Command. So the extraterrestrials that come here, that try to destroy these different black rooms, if you will, try to destroy the fact that intradimensional beings are using these black rooms in order to teleport from one way or another, or from one dimension to another. And these black rooms are always constantly being not surveilled, believe it or not. There is non-surveillance occurring. There is a non-surveillance uh, manual or law put into place that issues the fact and states that within 100 meters of these black rooms, people cannot enter. Do you know what else also distorts energy within 100 meters of it too? The SCP-084 SCP tower, excuse me. 
Do you guys see the connection here? But it gets even better. Let's take a look. How quantum radar could completely change warfare, according to popularmechanics.com, right? August 26, 2019. It talks about a certain weapon that harnesses the torsion energy field. Now, let's take a look at something as well, too, that seems to also be very interesting. This is according to coercioncode.com nashville bombing directed energy weapon caught on camera before explosion take a look at this image guys all right now it says here before we go further we need to understand that the at&t data center in nashville tennessee which is where the explosion took place is an absolutely critical piece of united states communications infrastructure it is a primary hub for voip traffic which stands for voice over internet protocol and is a primary data collection center used by the united states national security agency the nsa but here's the interesting thing too this direct energy weapon attack seemed to show that it did not come from the ground therefore it could not have directed from that of the explosion of the truck of the gentleman now could this gentleman who died and you know it killed himself in the attack have been part of some type of rebellious type of command which we're also seeing to be the case to cover up for a lot of things for example allegedly there is an insectoid slash reptilian partnered base with underneath nashville tennessee underneath this black room tower which is sort of like harnessing the 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 black room's energy that corresponds with the scp tower in order to harness and allow certain forbidden intradimensional beings to enter and the best way i could explain it is this it's kind of like when you you know when you have wi-fi at your house for example and then you're trying to use um your wi-fi goes out and you have a, a neighbor whose wi-fi you can sort of latch on to but the wi-fi is kind of good depending on which area of the house you're in i think most of you know what i'm talking about i think at some point in life everyone's kind of used their neighbor's wi-fi whether it was for a short period of time or not it's the same idea here guys energy is energy radio waves are applicable in the same matter and the torsion field theory seems to be applying this in the sense of how the hash the ashtar command excuse me is trying to work with humans uh human civilizations within the front parallel center of earth to destroy these reptilian insectoid bases you see what i'm saying here and we can also find too that this gentleman again j scott marcus he's seen on the capital manifesto he's got the relations he also was part of the disclosure of the he was the analyst that you know could decide what could be leaked out to the public in these black room disclosures after the snowden leak came out so you guys see what i'm saying here there is a constant re um reoccurrence of the same types of names the same types of energy weapons that are used right in front of our faces and then placed within bombings and then no one says a thing no one sees anything it, it, it's crazy it, it's ridiculous excuse me i mean let's let's just take a look how quantum radar could completely change warfare do they think we're stupid they play they put this in front of our eyes all right in the middle of 2019 and then just a year later this nashville bombing happens could the person who killed himself have been part of a you know an intelligence apparatus could they in fact have been an extraterrestrial sacrificing themselves in order for this black room to be harnessed in more ways could this have been a form of a caretaker you guys see what I'm saying here? So I want you to let me know what you think, just because there are so many deep connections here that seem to correspond with that of different energetic waves and different energetic, uh, I guess we could say, um, 
quantum fields, if you want to call it, that use these weapons that also allow these intradimensional beings to transcend. This is definitely not something that the Ashtar Command would want, but it certainly seems like something that is occurring. At what point in time is there some type of resilience or, you know, um, uh, resistance to all of this is hard to say. But ultimately, we have to look at the evidence and we have to be vigilant and decide for ourselves. So let me know what you guys think and we'll catch you guys next time. Cheers.